Welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hello and welcome. You are listening to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and each week I come to you live and I share with you leading edge ideas that you can apply in your own life and really boost your own well being and your own happiness. I'm just thinking back to the 1980s when there were a few studies here and there showing that intangibles like meditation and healing touch could really have an effect on your level of health. And back then, those studies were outliers. People thought of that as alternative medicine. You got real medicine from the doctor. You got alternative medicine from a snake oil, a snake oil salesman, like a healing touch practitioner, or maybe you did a woo-woo thing like meditation. Now, of course, there are thousands of studies of meditation, over a thousand studies of acupuncture, over a hundred studies of clinical EFT showing that all of these methods are moving the needle. Not only that, they're moving the needle by a lot. In one meta-analysis of energy medicine studies, the researchers found that over two-thirds of them showed beneficial positive effects, and some of them show enormously effective sizes of treatment, treatment effect for these, these therapies. So you really want to make sure you're using these things and applying them in your life. Right now, I'm doing a series of interviews with people who are long-term meditators. And wow, it is remarkable to see the benefits that they're, they're experiencing in their lives. Not only that, the data shows that they're much healthier, happier, and the cumulative effect of these, these kinds of, of approaches on your lifespan is enormous. In some studies, 10 years, in other studies, way more than 10 years. You want those extra 10 years. So please do apply the techniques that you hear on high energy health. They really will make you feel better rapidly. And then cumulatively over time, they produce much higher levels of health as well as longevity. So grab those techniques and please do use them. My guest today is Christy Whitman. She is a New York Times bestselling author and a transformational teacher. She's also one of the most articulate people I know when it comes to actually ex ex expressing these concepts and making them understandable to the average person. The website we'll use today, we'll get into that a little later on. She's a teacher of the law of attraction, but in a really practical way and in a way that you can really apply it in your own experience. She's been on the show before and each time we have a magnificent experience. So Christy, welcome again. Oh, Dawson, I just love you. And I was thinking about it, you know, it was meditating 25 years ago that got me started on my spiritual path. So it's so true. These tools that, you know, we didn't have a lot of information back then. We now know what they, they make a huge, tremendous difference in our lives. And any person that, you know, you and I talk to in TLC or anybody else that, you know, really have extraordinary lives, they're using these tools. And so there, you know, success leaves clues as Tony Robbins would say, right? Yeah, I never asked this before, but what catalyzed your starting that meditation practice 25 years ago? 
Well, I had kind of checked the box for all the things that I was supposed to accomplish to make me happy, right? I went to college and I got a job, moved to Chicago right after college, got a job, doing well in my job. I got promoted. I, you know, I was making good money. I was actually engaged to be married. I, the check boxes were all, you know, being checked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do this, do this, do this, do this. And my girlfriend who's known me since seventh grade, she literally had an intervention with me. She said, Christy, I've never seen you more unhappy in all the years that I've known you. Hmm. I was, I wasn't even aware that I was unhappy. I was just doing what I was supposed to be doing, thinking that someday, you know, that carrot in front of the horse, I would, or the donkey, I would finally be happy and waiting for it to happen. Cause maybe it was getting married. That was going to do it. Maybe it was having a kid that was going to do it. And I literally, she stepped in and I'm grateful she did because I started going to therapy at that point. And I started changing things very little, but, you know, started having more awareness of what was going on and just having this just deep desire, this deep, you know, like almost like a thirst, you know, when you're so thirsty or you're so hungry, I wanted to know more about connection because I didn't feel like anything I had accomplished, not created or manifested, did not have that language at that time, but I achieved it right. That how come it wasn't satisfying to me? And so this, this led me on a trip. Literally, I met a guy, broke up the engagement. You know, I was living my life in Chicago, trying to figure things out and led me to Northern California. And I followed a guy that I was having a long distance relationship with, followed him there. We broke up within weeks of being there. And so I, here I was no friends, no family. I didn't know anybody except for one person he introduced me to that was a hairdresser. So I went to go get my hair cut and Janine was very, very different than any person I'd ever met. She had that effervescence about her. She had a light about her that I'd never seen in another human being. I'm 25 at the time. And I'm like, I'd never met anybody like her. And so finally being as blunt as I am, I said, okay, what do you do? And <laughs> she, she laughed like you did. And, and she, she knew exactly what I meant. And she, and we then started the conversation on meditation now, Dawson, you have to understand that my paradigm got completely shattered when she said meditation, because back then wasn't, it was the start of the internet, you know, there wasn't anything like it is now, but back then when I thought of someone that meditated, it was a man with long white hair, long beard, white, you know, things sitting on a mountaintop, oming. that was a meditator, right? It was someone that clearly wasn't anybody like me. And here was this like hip, you know, fashion hairdresser. She's stylish and she's meditating. So my paradigm went, right. And I wanted to learn more. So now, because I'd been so in pain and desperate and wanting this information for so long, wanted some kind of connection that she was talking about that she got from meditation, I'm dialing her meditation teacher. Remember those big phones? I'm dialing her, <laughs> her as I'm leaving the salon. And I ended up getting to Melanie's house, right? And there's like angel statues everywhere, incense, candles, clinky clinky new age music, you know? She invites me to sit down, not at a table, not at a couch, but of course on the floor in a cushion. And I'm thinking, what am I getting myself into? And then she said these words to me, you create your own reality. And when she said that to me, I'd never heard that before. Something deep in me just went, it was like, there was just this, like the chicken coming out of the egg, the chicky came out and was like, here I am. And then immediately my head kicked in and went, how? And so I asked how, 
And she said, buy your thoughts. You're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you based on the way you think. Now, again, I never sat and thought about my thoughts, right? This is like a moment of like my thoughts. I mean, I knew I could change my mind. I don't want to go here. I want to go there. I want to wear this. I don't want to wear that, you know, but to actually change the fundamental aspects of thoughts, I didn't even understand. So she goes, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home for the week. I just want you to pay attention to what you're saying inside of your own head about other people, about yourself, just pay attention. Dawson, I couldn't believe how negative I was. Mm. Critical, judgmental, I mean, condemning of myself, of a driver next to me, of someone walking by me, my parents, God, I mean, the universe. No wonder no matter what I was going to achieve, accomplish, manifest, if I was having that going on in my mind, nothing was ever going to be enough. And that's why I realized, wow, where is the, these kind of thoughts? That's where, again, the hunger, right? Where are these thoughts coming from? And that's when I started diving into the perspective of a lack mentality versus an abundant mentality. And wow, did my life change then? Because now I knew, oh, I'm thinking thoughts of lack competition, comparison, right? Looking for what's wrong and bad in situations, having perfect pictures, right? Not celebrating other people's success, but, you know, judging them for being successful. All of these different things were literally anchoring me down into my own unhappiness. And little by little, I shifted the energy now, which I teach is energy mastery, right? It's like shifting that energy was the key to literally having me create an abundance mentality, And it wasn't very long, like little shifts Mm -hmm. were making huge differences in my life. I want to just uh, stop you, put put a pause in it right there and ask you some detailed questions there, because we do become aware of these possibilities like your thoughts create your reality. They are pretty far-fetched to us at first. And then you did something, you began to notice, and then you began to change. Now that's the hardest thing for people if they have you know, I, I study neuroscience and I know that if we have a habit, if we have conditioned thinking, budging that, Christy, and you know from your clients, we all know from people in our families that it is really hard. So making that making that first shift when you have the weight and the not just the the, the weight of behavior, but the, the neurological underpinnings of those neural circuits firing now for 25 years. How did just to me about the very first changes you made, the very, very first ones. I meditated. I learned how to meditate because bringing in a connection that I didn't have before, like you're saying, it was changing neuropathways in my brain. I didn't know that it was doing that, but it gave me a different option. I started feeling good. I started feeling into a different place. I mean, this is just the tippy top part of it, but it was like that meditation where I felt like, oh, I'm connected to something bigger than myself. That started the change in me. Hmm. And was that hard because most people find meditation really difficult at first? No, it wasn't for me. Melanie, that my teacher, like literally said, I want you to go, I'm going to teach you advanced meditation, but you need to learn basic meditation beforehand. And this is the funny part is I went to go learn how to meditate. But at the same time, the woman that was teaching me to meditate was opening up my inner healer. And so that felt like, oh, you know, I, I used to go to her house once a week. She had puppies. Her dog was a beagle, just had puppies. So it was like a kid in a candy store going there and I would lay on the ground. All these puppies would just, you know, run all over me. I thought I was just in heaven. And then she would open me up to literally like 
feeling the conduit of Christ consciousness moving through me. And that was like, wow. So it, it just, when I, when, like I said, when I was that chicken that came out of the egg, I was like, okay, this is, this is what's happening now. Cause I had been so miserable, didn't even know it for so long, accomplishing things and trying to make myself happy that it was like, this stuff doesn't work anymore. I want new, I want better. And I was so willing to do whatever. So you're really willing to change. And we get to those points in our lives when what we have tried before, what we've been doing before, doesn't really work anymore. We do become willing to do whatever it will take. And so that's that's the one part. The other part, of course, is it not being a struggle and being easy. And it, it sounds like once you launched yourself, it was fairly easy for you. For some people, it's really, really difficult. Now, I want to do a really weird thing now. I want to just quickly fast forward and then backtrack. Like we're in the movie having a flashback, you know, <laughs> that, that moment. Now we're going to flash way forward and then we're going to move in the middle as well. And I want to just, just speak a little bit to the people who are listening and watching. And there's something going on here that is really hard for me to, to to explain. And so you're watching or you're hearing me and Christy now. We're, we're talking, we're friends, we've known each other for quite a few years. Uh, we've been involved in various ways and we respect each other's work and understand each other's work. And we're, we're both really happy. I, I tell you from having met Christy and her, her two sons and her, her husband and knowing, you know, we, we, we've known each other socially. And so we're actually really happy. And what we found is that there is a big gap between where most people are and where they're struggling and, and where we are. And so a lot of our work in our lives are, are bridging that gap, trying to give people who are struggling tools. And, and Christy, right now, people are just struggling. I mean, people in our community, people in my, my community, full of meditators and tappers and holistic health people. And often they're, when I talk to them on calls or meet them in person at live workshops. I mean, they are really, really, really struggling. And there's this big gulf between people like you and me getting together and being so wildly enthusiastic about life and our experiences and our, our inner worlds is so full of calm and love and creativity and joy. And then you're trying to interface with people and inspire people. And, and that, that gap to me today seems really large. And I'm, I'm just grappling with how to how to bridge that. I'm not sure what, what you're doing, what, what you're seeing, but how's that for you? You know, I'm very fortunate because when everything happened, I had a really, you know, great base of clients and they were just like, like I was 25 years ago, whatever you say I'm going to do because I'm desperate. Right. And it was like, there's such a willingness for them to lean in and to apply the tools that they're learning. And, and I think that's really the biggest difference is knowing proper tools, knowing what works at the place that you're at in your life. Cause you know, let's face it for me, 25 years ago, affirmations was the tools that helped me shift. 25 years later, affirmations, I mean, thinking a positive thought is better than not thinking a positive thought, but I need to go deeper, right? It's kind of like going through school, right? You, first grade, you color with your crayons and, you know, do that kind of stuff in or kindergarten. Then first grade, you might learn one plus one equals two. And then you go to second grade and now you're learning subtraction or maybe, you know, it's like you're learning something a little bit more challenging because you're learning, you haven't learned it before. And so, Every time that happens for me, I just lean in. And that's what I'm finding with my clients is that they're wanting to know 
about how to master their energy. And when they know the tools and how to do that, how to master their emotions, not just their mindset, but master the whole part and understand that the mind and the emotions are interconnected. And that when you go to the emotions and you learn how to literally release the emotions of whatever is happening, whether it's a fear because something actually happened or, you know, because someone irritated you or because someone was rude to you or whatever is happening to understand that we can process those emotions and then shift whatever's going on within us that attracted those things. So we don't continue to attract it. And that's what really I'm teaching. That's what the council, when I, I mean, I am a totally different person than I was three years ago because now I'm channeling the council of light. And so I have that. I'm fortunate because even when I'm like, you know, Hey, what's up council. They're like, they, <laughs> they still love me. You know, it, it's, it's a shift in perspective that I got and that the council continues to serve clients with by constantly telling them that they are infinitely loved and they're, not judged. The divine in them is not judging them or criticizing them. Divine in them is just wanting to love them. And when they tap into that love, oh, now they get to receive it. And you know, that not only are they infinitely loved, but they're infinitely adored and supported and that they were, they chose to be here and that it's uniquely them. And, you know, from a spiritual perspective, they got the job. They're here. Other souls would love to be here. They're not, you are. And from a biological perspective, how many trillions of, you know, or millions of sperm had to come in to, you know, get in with the egg and actually create the physical body. So spiritually speaking, you're a winner, physically speaking, you're a winner. We're here. We might as well enjoy it because we're supposed to thrive and to feel good. <laughs> and when you have that connection to some source of wisdom beyond yourself and for you, yeah. it's the council. I, I love Napoleon Hill in chapter 15 of Think and Grow Rich. For him, he calls them his invisible counselors and he would go and consult with them about any kind of difficult situation. Albert Einstein once said that every great discovery in science is made by people who transcend local reality and embrace non-local reality. And so are these physical bodies and minds and hearts, we are physically here, we have this privilege of being this incarnation and yet we are infinitely greater than that. And when you live from that perspective, and you realize that every day you're simply this local node of infinite non-local intelligence and wisdom and kindness and beauty and compassion and love. It's like, wow, that's uh, that just changes everything. <laughs> it, it changes everything because a lot of people that you're saying are struggling, they're more attached to their circumstances, their problems, their pain body. You know, they're in that. And that's where you're saying like the focus for them is on, oh my God, how am I going to pay the rent? Oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling sick. How can I get better? You know, I'm watching my mother and my father. It's, it's really interesting. My mom just turned 85 this month. My dad's turning 89 next month. And they've always been very, never been happy, happy people. They, they've all, they were very lack, still are very negative. They have expectations that everything is going to go wrong. They're very much in fear. <laughs> that was what I was raised with. Doesn't this sound wonderful? You, you want to laugh? When I was a kid, my dad had his own business and I, my mom would take me to his office and on his walls, you know how people have like successories and there's all these positive things. He had Murphy's Law posters. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember as a kid, I was going, what? That's not motivating. You know? So Too funny, because we need to go to, go to a break right now. So hold that thought, and we'll be right back after a break. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Too funny. So you're listening to High Energy Health, and Christy's latest book is called The Desire Factor. Go to the website, thedesirefactor.com to learn more about her and her work and also order the book. And there are also a bunch of bonuses there and a free course you want to take too. So thedesirefactor.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. My name is Dawson Church, and each week on this show, I don't just bring you the leading edge of neuroscience and behavioral science and all the new research on well-being, but I encourage you to apply these tools as well. A couple of places you want to do that is go to Christy's site, thedesirefactor.com. Her new book is The Desire Factor. It's launching right now. You can get a copy there along with some wonderful bonuses. Again, that's thedesirefactor.com. Also for a copy of my new book, Blissbrain, go to blissbrain.com. And I'm really grateful to the publisher because they've given us 5,000 copies at cost. So we're giving the book away at blissbrain.com. You can get it there along with eight meditations and a whole bunch of other useful tools as well. All of that's at blissbrain.com. The book also just won the award for the best science book on of the year at the USA Book News Awards. So it's been uh, really well reviewed and well received by people, both for its useful tools and also for its scientific content. So all of that at thespring.com. Christy, you were talking earlier about the this process we're in now of intensification. And you call this when we're on break, you were mentioning that the whole idea of this being a time of amplification of everything was there in us already. Because we've seen multiple kind of dislocations over the last couple of years, the pandemic and the election and the economic crash and all these things together. And so they've really exacerbated, for example, mental health rates, rates of anxiety and depression, according to the World Health Organization, are now approaching 30% of the global population. So it's really hammering people People, these these repeat shocks. And I, I love the phrase you used during during the break that the time of amplification. Amplify on that for us. <laughs> yeah. So when everything happened in shutdown, I was asking the council, I'm like, what is going on? What what is happening? And it's really happening for us. It's an amplification time. And when you think about all the different things that are converging, what's being what's in the the subconscious, which in the unconscious, right, is being amplified, it's being brought up. And someone that's say lonely is now having an awareness that they are lonely. And, or if someone's worried about money, they're now having the awareness that, oh my gosh, you know, my threat of losing my job could be there. So their worry is coming even more. So it's amplifying what's already under the surface. And we have two choices. We could either look at it release it, do something about it, or we can suppress it. And there are many people that are suppressing it. They're drinking more, they're smoking more, they're shopping more, they're doing, you know, eating more. I mean, I think it's now a uh, thing that people are saying that the COVID 20, you know, remember if you think of the freshman 20, like when you went to college, you gained 20 pounds, now it's the COVID 20. And so people are eating more and they're, you know, they're, they're doing these type of things where they're, all of this is a suppression of the pain instead of really looking at what is coming up so that I can transcend it. Because when you have the proper tools to transcend it, 
then you actually are free from it. And that's really what's happening for all of us right now. And it's really important that we really take, you know, understand ourselves as energy and learn these certain tools because then we're free. And if we look at the things in our life, the council calls them gifts. If we look at these gifts, they're gifts because if we transcend them, if we understand why I've attracted it and what's going on, then I can be free from it. But it really is a time for people to literally understand the power that they have. And that power is their consciousness. It's our own free will and choice. It's the words that we say thoughts that we think, the emotions that we feel or don't, the perspective that we have, and then the behaviors, the actions that we take. We don't have control over what else is going to be happening in our world. That's what we have influence on. And when we're constantly being bombarded with news and and different information and, and things get really, really scary out there, we have to be able to influence our own energy and connect with what we were talking before the break about a divine that's bigger than us, that wants the, wants us to thrive and to feel good, that has good energy. It's like all of us have this amazing treasure chest above our heads. Nobody can take from it. We can't, we're not competing for the same treasure chest. It can't be you know eliminated or depleted. It's a treasure chest of energy and it's full of rays of love and success and abundance and well-being. It's there for us always. We can tap into that. And then any place that we have blocks with it or pain body or traumas, we can easily release those too. They don't have to be a big deal. And it's just important that we understand that it's like, where are we focused? Are we focused on the outer circumstances, people, things, or are we focused inward? Because as we're focused inward and we're choosing to bring in the energy that we want to bring in, now we're vibrating in a really good place. And we then, you know, what we say, what we feel, all of that attracts more of that vibration to us. So I want to just amplify for everyone what Christy's been saying here. So again, she's emphasizing that you have this gift called consciousness and you have an awareness and where you direct your awareness makes all the difference. You can direct your awareness to all the chaos out there in the world. You can take a look at social media and let the news cycle and all of those things fill your consciousness, or you can choose, Christy is saying, to direct your consciousness upward. And she is telling you that all of these gifts are available to you there. And I can tell you they are, Christy. When I finish meditation in the mornings, I get up around 5, usually 5.30, meditate for about an hour. And sometimes I'm just literally crying afterwards with gratitude. I feel as though there's so much love. I'm big. I'm 200 pounds. I'm almost six foot six. I'm just a, I have a large a physical tall, body. You're a tall drink of water. <laughs> tall, yeah. <laughs> and I feel as though my body is just overflowing. It's bursting with love and gratitude. I don't know what to do with it all. So I just, you know, it's, I mean, that is the possibility when you decide, when you make that choice you're describing here to fill your consciousness from that source, then the third thing you're saying is that that then starts to fill your whole outer experience of the world as well. So you get to be friends with Christy Whitman or Jack Canfield, or you attract people who are really nice and may not be Jack Canfield or Christy Whitman, and maybe the person at the grocery store who you interact with, or your mechanic or somebody that is in your world, and you suddenly find yourself your whole world changing in terms of your social contacts and people you resonate with, like your hairdresser <laughs> all yes. those years ago. So yes. um, I'm, just, I'm just wanting to recap that because these are such important points and they, they literally change the whole future direction of your life. Because if you do this, then not only does your present circumstance change when you feel your consciousness from that great source, but the whole direction of where you're going shifts. So Absolutely. you're not, you're in a, you, you went on a very different path. And now even, even in the last three years of the council, it's still changing. 
Oh, it's still evolving. And, you know, two things I wanted to bring up, because before break, we were, I was talking about my parents. My parents, my mom has start, started to suddenly go into a negative spiral with her health. And they don't, she's not seeing doctors. And, and every time I talk to her, which is almost every day, checking in with her, hi, I'm getting along. I'm taking, it's all about the milligrams and it's all about the doctor's offices. It's all about the tests that she has to take. And it literally is like, I said to her, I go, mom, you got to think positive. You got to visualize, you got to think, you know, and then she literally told me your positive thinking is BS. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's where she's at. I love her. I'll send her compassion. I can't change her. Other thing I wanted to say really quick before we go to break, anxiety, depression, anxiety is a disease state. Depression is a disease state. There are not emotions. Anxiety, as a council says, is an overamplification of an emotion that hasn't been expressed. So it turns into anxiety, just like on the other side of it. Depression is a suppression of emotions that haven't been expressed. And so it depresses us. And when you know that, then it's like, well, what's under the anxiety? Fear. What's under the fear? Lack. Can you release the lack? Yeah. Do you need a drug to do that? No, you could just do it energetically. Yeah. And there are so many wonderful energetic shifts you can you can invoke to shift those states of anxiety and depression, as well as other negative states. Christy's new book is called The Desire Factor. Find it at thedesirefactor.com. We'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back. My name is Dawson Church. You're listening to High Energy Health. And please do fill your consciousness with uplifting messages and ideas and energy by joining me each week at the same time. It's wonderful to make those choices. And for example, my wife and I make a choice to fill our minds with positive media. So when we're looking for music to listen to, I'll give you kind of a, a wacky example. I was I was cooking last night and I decided to put on acid rock just to just to shock my wife who was working and about to come back home from work. And I thought, well, if she'll just be totally blown away if I listen to acid rock rather than <laughs> than the usual stuff I listen to. So I put on this acid rock, and after about three minutes, my brain was so dysregulated, I just couldn't fun function. I just switched back to Celtic harp. Again, we make choices like that. And you can make a choice every day. Start your day with meditation. One woman said to me recently, for me, it's now non-negotiable. I've been doing this. It's non-negotiable right now. She also said the payoff, the return on investment is 100%. You're much better off. So do what Christy and I are advocating. Do those things that move the needle for you. Fill your mind with positive thoughts, your ears with positive music. Start your day with meditation. Apply these things, positive media, positive inputs, and then you attune yourself to those great big cycles we've been talking about much larger than ourselves. Download load all that love and compassion and joy and creativity into your life and see it change. So do apply these things. And listening to the show is one way of bringing those positive messages into your life. There are, I don't know how many hundred of these shows, but we're definitely up, up there, way up there. So there's plenty of this material available. And do yourself a favor and absorb it, fill your mind with it. In my new book, Bliss Brain, I tell you, I recommend 30 practices you try. So you can get the book at blissbrain.com. It's actually free right now, thanks to a gift from the publisher. And also for Christy's new book, go to her website, thedesirefactor.com, thedesirefactor.com for Christy's brand new book called The Desire Factor. Christy, you were talking earlier about your parents and about those negative 
messages, Murphy's Law, <laughs> and about even now how your mom dealing with, with illness is really dismissive of your positive thinking. And it is something to work with people who just aren't willing to change. I know I have one, one really good friend now. I'm really touched by her plight. She's really miserable, but she's been in therapy like twice a week for about five years and not getting any better. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, we, we are faced with these people in our lives. And it, it, there's a, this disconnect I find between people like you and me who are meditating, who are filling our minds with those positive thoughts, and then people in our lives who uh, just aren't on board with us. What do, you, what do you do? How do you cope with that? Well, you know, I, I just need to send compassion to my mom, you know, and, and my dad both, because I... I see life at a very different perspective now. I mean, I had that same mentality they had 25 years ago and I was miserable and they've lived their entire life like that. And the better it gets, the better it gets, the worse it gets, the worse it gets. And so, you know, it's a law of attraction. And so with that, it's like, I have compassion for them. I, I had, you know, when I first learned about law of attraction 25 years ago, I wanted to shoot it from the, shout it from the rooftops. And I wanted to tell all my family and friends and, you know, I'd, I'd found this information and, you know, even had them watch the secret years after that. And, you know, none of them got it. None of them wanted to be a part of it. And with my parents, it felt like I was, I have this example. It's like, you know, I go into my kitchen and I make this delicious, beautiful cake. And I go to my parents and I say, oh my gosh, you have to taste this cake. And they're just like, no, I don't want your cake. I'm like, you got, but this is the light is this cake is life changing. You got to try it. And now they're getting more and more resistant. We don't want your dang cake. Right. And now I'm like putting it in their face and now they're getting more and more angry. Well, I learned, you know what, those people that really want to taste the cake, they're going to come over like my clients. They're like, Ooh, what you eating? Right. But those that don't want to have the cake, I'm not going to try to force them. And so I had to back off, especially with my parents, where it's like, you know, they may never get it. And I have compassion for them. I have understanding for them. I try to change the, you know, conversation a little bit. And that's where I was having that conversation. Well, what are you excited about? Nothing. Okay. You want to hear about your grandkids? I guess. Right. It's like, oh, well, Alex caught a touchdown in football, won his football game. Oh, well, that's good. Her mood started to change. Right. And Maxim was just in the turn, you know, the cha state championship and, and did really well. And, you know, and said, oh, OK, so I could hear her mood got better because we're talking about different things besides milligrams, doctor's appointments and tests. And when she and I said, Do you, did you just feel how you kind of got in a better mood? No, I'm still I'm still, you know, that I'm still dizzy. I still don't feel good. You know, it, and it's like, I can do what I can do to try to influence. I can't change that for them. But I will tell you this story around the time that everything happened with COVID last year, my mom and dad, I brought them some food from one of their favorite restaurants. So I picked it up and I brought it over to their house and my mom answered the door literally screaming and yelling at my dad. So I get this door opens and she's screaming and yelling at my father, who then is yelling at her. That was my childhood. And so I was thinking to myself, this is not going to be a long visit, right? So I'm going to drop the food and run. And literally I'm dropping the food. I'm unpacking it for them and they're bickering and, you know, the whole time. And I started feeling like that. Oh, I just wanted to shrink. I just wanted to contract. And I'm like, no, don't go there. Like you have a source of love. And so I just sat down and I allowed myself in. My eyes were open. They were next to me. They were still bickering. I just allowed myself to connect with compassion because I was witnessing 
the inner child in me that had to watch that and still felt so sad that my parents would be like that with each other. So the inner me, the little me, the adult me just got this wave of energetic compassion. And I was just so full hearted. And then I started feeling love and I was, you know, just sending love to them. And then all of a sudden they sat down and the conversation shifted. And we started talking about fun trips that, you know, started talking about their grandkids, the whole energy shifted. And I sat with my parents for probably a good two hours had probably the most elevated, deep conversations I've ever had with them. And so the question is, you know, my choice was, do I allow them to constrict me and be influenced by them? Or do I be the source, let the energy transmute through me and stay in a good space? And whether they join me or not, that's their choice. But I get to choose to be in a happy mood. I get to choose to exude love and compassion and when the energy changes, everything around you changes as well. So yeah. change the energy and then in mysterious, invisible ways, things exterior to yourself tend to shift. And you just trust the energy after a while. You know, if I shift energy, that material changes will happen as well. And it's powerful to act on that level of energy rather than only thinking you have the level of material reality to act in. We're going to go to a brief break right now. Please stay tuned. You're listening to High Energy Health. My name is Dawson Church. Christie's new book is called The Desire factor and you can find it at the desirefactor.com we'll be right back after a break Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I am your high energy host, Dawson Church. And each week on the show, I bring you with my customary abundance, excess of enthusiasm, information, and all of the latest happenings in personal growth and science and practical things you can do in your life to move the needle. I want you to know that science shows that, according to new MRI research, that it's possible to get seven times as happy as you are. We're sticking people in MRIs, having them do certain kinds of meditation, and we're finding that their happiness brainwaves increase sevenfold. That's possible for you too. So practice the things that Christy and I are talking about here. They can make an enormous difference in your life. Not 7%, ratchet it up, dial it up seven times the amount of happiness. That's the, the, the way brainwaves change when you apply the kinds of ideas we're sharing with you here. For more on Christy's new book, The Desire Factor, please go to thedesirefactor.com. For more on my new book, This Brain, go to blissbrain.com. They will find a selection of about 30 things you can experiment with. Pick the two or three that really work for you at thisbrain.com. Christy, I'm so struck by what starts to happen in people's lives when they apply these principles. And you've been really articulate in the seven components of the law of attraction. You have them now in the new book. Go ahead and share with us how you're, how you're explaining them here and how this is different from your previous books. Well, yeah. So what's different about this book than all of my other books, by the way, all of my books have been channeled. They're direct downloads. I don't go just to write a book. Hey, I have an idea. Let me just write a book. It, they're literally, they have their own time. They don't have their own rhythm. And this book is downloaded. It's channeled from the council of light who I, who I personally channel. And so we, it's my stories. It's my, you know, my understanding of these principles and it's their wisdom. And what I love about it, and, you know, I always talk about universal laws and my books are, you know, include universal laws. It has to, because that's how I live my life. That's how I teach. But 
this is really seven principles and they go in the exact step because what happens with most people when they're trying to transform, change their life, manifest, create, um, we have pieces of these puzzles. We have pieces of these things, but we don't necessarily know where to put the puzzle pieces. And it's kind of like having a padlock. You know, you got the certain numbers that have to go in a certain order. If they don't go in a certain order, they, the lock doesn't open. And so that's where a lot of people get frustrated is that they kind of learned about surrender or they've kind of learned about alignment and they know that they have to take action, but it's all jumbled up in a wrong order. And so I, what I love about this is the process from start to finish is like, boom, boom, boom. You know, it's like, it's short, but in this book, they're illuminated to really teach us exactly what they are so that we understand them. We're aware of them. We have knowledge of them. So therefore we can apply them. And that's really what's different is that it's a, it's a step-by-step process to, I have a desire. What do I need to do to then fill that desire and a better understanding of what's the desire? Where's it coming from in the first place? And haven't I heard that desires are the root of all suffering? You know, like all that, that stuff that we've heard for years that, oh, these desires are good, but those desires are bad. And busting the myth that there actually is two separate worlds. I mean, the material is spiritual. The spiritual is material. It's, it's all one. And so whether it's a car that you want to drive, because it just, woo, that excites me, or a house that you want to live in, or a location that you want to visit, or, you know, being a grandfather, or being a mother, or whatever the desire may be, we follow that with complete, just absolute allowance of the, the energy flowing, because then we become different in the process. And the material world and the spiritual world will really are one. And as you're immersed in that consciousness you were describing earlier, then we see our material world as the artist's palette on which we paint the spiritual world. So it becomes this wonderful, grand, creative journey where we're just downloading all these wonderful ideas into our consciousness. And we're then creating those automatically in the outside world. Yes. It is. It, it becomes so much. I mean, we're here to thrive and to feel good. You know, our, just like we all, we know we're human beings, you know, because we have two eyes, one nose, one mouth, right? We're not walking on all four legs. We know that a dog is a dog, a hummingbird is a hummingbird, a human is a human. It's blueprinted that way, right? Plant a apple seed and it's going to become an apple tree, blueprinted. Well, energetically in the spiritual realm, we're all blueprinted to have well-being, you know, bodies are so intelligent. As long as we stay out of the way of it from all the mass consciousness of, oh, you get older and then you get sick, you know, or as you get older, you have to take all these pills or, you know, no, we could be vital and alive and thriving in our bodies because it's naturally knows how to do that. Just like we are supposed to be abundant. We are abundant. We can't separate ourselves from the abundance that we are. So why are so many people separated from the financial abundance? Because there's blocks, there's limitations, there's my, there's imprints that are not in the blueprint. We're messing up the blueprint. Let's get back in alignment with the blueprint. Allow the success, the co-creation of the success of projects, of fun things, you know? And then to have loving and supportive relationships. How long have you and Christine been married? We've been married for 12 years now. And just, you know, it just keeps on getting richer and better. It's amazing. It is. And that's what blueprinted for. Christine is such a beautiful, empowered woman. You know, you're such a beautiful, empowered man. You guys meditate together. You, you exchange this beautiful, that's the way it's supposed to be. Love and support, not only just with your partner, but with everybody we're in contact with. That's the blueprint. 
we're supposed to actually thrive and feel good. And desires are the way to do that. But most people get a desire and they go, oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. You know, like the limitations about ourselves. Oh, I'm not worthy of that. Oh, that's too big for me. So we deny the very thing that's trying to light us up to move in a direction that's different than we're in. And when we, we, we're like, instead of surrendering into it, we, we're literally resisting it going, oh, I can't do that. Or if we do, somebody else that we care about or loves us, they're like, oh, aren't you too old to do that? Aren't you, aren't you too young to do that? Aren't you too this to do that, right? You know, oh, you yeah. could get hurt, right? That could be risky, right? Because they're coming from the consciousness they're at. They're not at the place that you were at when you received a desire. It's a different vantage point. But we let others talk us out of our own desires or old religions or old programming, right? And then the how, I'm like, I don't know how. Well, the divine does. And if you partner with the divine, you don't have to know the how. All you have to do is align. Very first principle in the book is alignment. Line, how do you align? Words you say, thoughts you think, perspectives you have, emotions you have, actions you take. Alignment with the desire, moving in the direction, flowing with it, not resisting it or going against it. And when you have alignment like that, you have resonance, not only resonance with it, you have resonance with everyone else who is resonant with it as well. And that's the beauty of it. So, so you just naturally are resonant with people, with places, with things, with ideas that are on the same vibration as you are. So it just flows so beautifully when you are in that space. Yeah. It's this, I'm so grateful. I know what I know. I'm so grateful. I have clients that trust me so I can teach them what they now know. And, you know, that I have friends like you that know what you know, and that we can just vibe in a really awesome place, enjoy life. I mean, you know, I remember what it was like 25 years ago to be that version of me. No, thank you. I'd rather be here. <laughs> yeah, and you've had the one version, version A, and you've got version B, and you know what the contrast is. It's so, you you can't help but be grateful that you've, you've been able to shift. And then, of course, you're, you're, you are, and I am, about helping other people shift as well. You so want to help people shift. I love the way you do that, Christy. I also want to tell you that having read Christy's other books and also talked to her, she presents these principles in an incredibly clear way, simple way, powerful, impactful way. Her writing is inspired. So please do check out The Desire Factor at thedesirefactor.com and look at, look at her, her work. You will be moved and shifted and blessed by the way she brings her genius to the world and the genius of what's far beyond all of us to the world as well. Christy, thank you. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Thanks for your wisdom here. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you. And thank you for what you do to add light to this beautiful world. <laughs> it's a joy. And please join us next week, same time, and fill your mind with more inspired ideas and thoughts. In the meantime, love yourself enough every single day, every moment to direct your consciousness at those things that will make you feel that love and feel happy. I'm Dawson Church. You've been listening to High Energy Health. I look forward to our next connection.